This is Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And this is our Movie Mayhem. So this, since it's uh, Stephen Hawking week, we're going to be talking about The Theory of Everything. What a great movie. It was really good. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it in a hot minute. I hadn't seen it since it first came out. It was, I think that's when I saw it was when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we just finished our episode on Stephen Hawking and what a guy, right? He is remarkable. We went through his bio, yeah. his life's work, and all the awards he had gotten. And the movie's a little bit different because it's based on the memoir of Jane, the, the main And female. you can kind of see that because there's certain scenes and stuff they really focus on his wife yeah. and stuff. Her character arc and right. her story. And I, I kind of like that. So, I mean, it was it was. Different, Very, different seeing it through someone else's eyes type of thing. Because yeah. she's, she's showing her agony and pain that she had to go through to help him with everything. Sorry, with everything. So here's our opening scene. The opening scene of the film shows a happy family all having a good time in an art museum. As we see the first shot of Stephen Hawking from above, it uses it. It's using a, he's using his wheelchair to move around. And it's delightful as the kind of music sets in the background. We also cut to Cambridge, 1963, and we see Hawking and a friend uh, riding bikes through England as they seem to be having a fun time. It shows the landscape of England and the extent of their fun. The friend uh, tells Hawking that the theory of the universe has nothing to do with sex, and they have a nice joke. (laughs) Two ladies walk into a party and say scientists, uh, they make a joke about scientists, how they don't really have any fun. And uh, even two minutes into the film, it becomes kind of the meet-cute kind of portion of a rom-com or whatever, or this romantic part of the film. Uh, and then we have Hawking talking to this woman at the party. The opening scene shows their connection, and it shows, you know, what they mean to each other. It, it is a good uh, good way of explaining it. It is like this rom-com type of thing. Thing just at the beginning, yeah. Like it's a this oh romantic comedy. This is how they met, or like scientists. <laughs> like really, we're yeah. here. And no, no. To remind me of it, remind me of like one of those, uh, like Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, but like the safe version. That's right. Because it's all the geeks at the party. Yeah, they're and all like drinking the, them. They're all drinking, and these two cute girls walk That's in. Right. Yeah. So it's one of those type of deals. So here's our disclaimer. We take a lot of information from IMDb because it's a great source. Uh, we use I don't know what we would do without IMDb. Google. It would take me a while. It would take a long time. time. This already takes a long time. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. So here's our fun fact section. In an email from the director, James Marsh, about uh, portraying Eddie Redmayne, Stephen Hawking said that there were certain points where he thought he was watching himself. I could see that. I can see towards the end of the film. Yes. Towards the end. Yeah, towards bit. the end. Or I the can middle s- and the end. Yes. Right. I can see that. In addition to his copyrighted voice, Stephen Hawking also lent the voice, his actual voice, to filmmakers. His companion of honor, medal, and uh, signed uh, thesis to use as genuine props in the film. See, that's cool. That is cool. See, it's nice when the actual person helps. Yeah. With with that, I, I've seen a lot of. Uh, I don't what what kind of genre would you say biopic. this is biopic okay drama biopic. so there's there's a lot of biopics that I've seen that they don't get any help from the real person no and it ends up like bombing that's right because none of it is accurate accurate or right it, so it's nice that he actually pretty much okayed the movie Stephen Hawking met with Eddie Redmayne and they spent hours together um, he, uh, 
actually Eddie Redmayne spent months with people with ALS as well and kept a chart of uh, basically their tics and some of their, not as a bad thing, but as to learn as to how to react. Um, he also remained motionless and hunched over between takes so he could feel what it was like to have certain feelings and motions and things like that. So he was trying to be Hawking in a sense, in a physical and sense. The thing is, I think he nailed it. He, he did nail it very he well. He nailed it. You could see. He wasn't trying to do it in a bad way, but no. he was trying to mimic it in a way that was respectful and that honored Hawking's well, actual physical. What's really messed too. up, You, it looks like he's not even acting. No, it's, it's it like looks like you're, watch, you're watching this guy really crumble, a cr- bit. crumble in, in and, a go, and go it's through sad. this. Yes. Stephen Hawking also said the film was uh, broadly true. And he went then went to lend his voice for the final parts of the tr- uh, film. Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones both attended Stephen Hawking's funeral. Jane Hawking requested that she and Stephen never made love on screen. Her, was cr- her request was honored and it is no more alluded to in the film, which is kind of a... Which is very respectful. It is very respectful, yeah. And the thing is, you really don't, really don't have to throw that stuff in all no, the time. No, I mean, you don't. You can imply it. You can imply fine. it. It's, it's not one of those movies where you really, you really need to throw that no, in for no, people to see. No, it'd be why. Well, it would be. A, it would be awkward as grotesque. Shit, yeah. just to see that. Yeah. Screenwriter Anthony McCartan spent three years uh, convincing Jane Hawking to agree to do the film adaptation of her book. In the scene where Jane and Stephen are on the bed after moving, it is down to the kitchen. Stephen whispers, thank you. According to Eddie Redmayne, there are originally no words for the scene, but he added it in himself, and it turned out to be James Marsh's, one of his favorite scenes in the film. It took uh, screenwriter Anthony McCartan, again, 10 years to bring the story to the screen. Wow. That's a long time. It's a long time. Anthony McCartan and Stephen Hawking having a tear... Uh, have a, having a tear wiped from his cheek by his nurse was the greatest moment of the film, he said, basically. Hmm. Uh, Kip Thorne was assigned, uh, won a scientific bet against Stephen Hawking upon the astrophysics theory that underlines Interstellar. As a consequence, Hawking had to subscribe to Penthouse Magazine for a year. The famous bet is de- depicted in The Theory of Everything, which was also released the same year as Interstellar. Which is funny <laughs> yeah this is very funny yeah i like that little joke yeah but i didn't realize it was actually a real bet real bet yeah that's kind of funny eddie redmayne considered the portrayal a hefty challenge as the film was not shot chronologically hence he had to chart the physical deterioration of Susan hawking to a per- periodic table and allowed those scenes to take place at certain times like Hawking, Eddie Redmayne also attended the University of Cambridge. Oh, that's cool. Yep. I don't know he did that. Yep. The, the quote, Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer do, that Hawking uses was while experimenting with his new speech generating device, comes from the lyrics, well known Daisy Bell Bicycle Made for Two, uh, written by Harry Dares in 1892. This is also the song that was used for. The earliest known demonstration of a computer with a speech synthesis in 1961. Uh, at the 2015 Academy Award ceremony, this was the only film to earn uh, Oscar nominations for both leading actor and leading actress. 
Eddie Redmayne is a good friend, a good friend of Benedict Cumberbatch, who also played Stephen Hawking in the Hawking uh, BBC movie in 2004. Cumberbatch is the first ever actor to play the scientist on screen, and both actors were nominated for Best Actor in 2014 at the Academy Awards. Ed, with Eddie Redmayne winning for his performance over Cumberbatch's The Imitation Game, which is also a good movie. Oh, yeah. That's a fucked up movie, though. Well, I've never what? I've never seen the this movie, Hawking. It's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV show. TV movie, whatever. So, I've never seen it. Neither have I. That, Sounds good, though. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Felicity Jones was the first, play, first choice to play Jane Hawking when driving around in his wheelchair using his computer voice, Stephen Hawking would say, exterminate, exterminate, like a, a Dalek in Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking died on March 14, 2018, uh, at the age of 17. Hawking lived with ALS for 50 years. Which is 50 unheard years. of. 50 years. Eddie Redmayne uh, and beat Benedict Cumberbatch for the Oscar. We already talked about that. Um the math problem, calculate the stress sensor for a free electromagnetic and show it's condensed using Maxwell's equations, is the fourth math problem from the set passed out by the professor and that Hawking digs out of his dorm room. The film is included among the 1,001 movies that you see, must see before you die. While celebrating Stephen's Ph.D., Brian calls Stephen Doctor Who in real life. Harry <laughs> yeah. Lloyd was in Doctor Who. He played a villain within one of the episodes. Yeah, see, I thought that was kind of nice. Yep. The soundtrack for this film was recorded at Abbey Road. Ooh. That's kind of neat. That's neat. Ex-football player Frank LaBeouf played a Swiss doctor in the film. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking died on March 14, 3.14, 2008. 3.14 represents the first digits of pi and Albert, Albert Einstein's birth date. Pi is also the symbol used in mathematics to represent the consistent ratio of the circumference of a circle and diameter, which is approximately 3.14159. So here you know, I used to actually go further than that. Really, I can't even do that. Yeah, I used Numbers to. Are not I my used thing. to know. It's like speaking when you talk to football. I'm like, yeah. I'm <laughs> what are you doing? Huh? Uh, so here are the actors. We have Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking, Felicity Jones as Jane Hawking, Tom Pryor, Robert Hawking, uh, Sophie Perry as Lucy, uh, Finley Wright Stevens as Timothy Hawking, Harry Lloyd, uh, Brian and Alice Eve Irving as Diana. Then, uh, yeah, that's basically uh, the couple the, others. Yeah, so the box office. Oh, here's the budget. And box office. Uh, budget was fifteen million. Opening weekend, two hundred thousand. Ouch. That's not good. No. Not good at all. Gross was thirty five. So it made so it back. Made it back. Worldwide, one hundred and twenty three. So wow. worldwide, it, it got better. So here, here are all the filming locations. You have Cambridge, England. Uh, Dump. For Dunsford Park, uh, England, Surrey, England, Cambridge at East Exit, uh, Camber Sands, Camber, East Essex, England, Sweenley Forest, England, Berkshire, England, Harrow Hall, Middlesex, England. So it was filmed a lot throughout England. Yeah, a lot of UK. I mean, um, it's kind of nice that they stuck with that. Yeah. Because then they can use actual places that 
he was living at. at. It looks like a lot of these are just UK, just various locations within the UK. Um, Yeah, Buckingham Palace in the garden, they really went there. And then, um, yeah, just a lot of locations in England. Yeah. Uh, Year it came out was 2014, and here's some other movies from that year. Interstellar. Yep. Fantastic movie. Lucy. Fantastic movie. Godzilla. I love Godzilla. 22 Jump Street. I think this yeah. is a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, good this movie. Was, this... And it kind of makes sense. Like if they were, if it was up against one of those, it'd then, be very yeah, tough. The first weekend, it's gonna be a little tough. But but to see Interstellar and then go see Theory of Everything or even see, Lucy or Interstellar see, or Lucy Interste- Interstellar, seeing Interstellar and then seeing Theory of Everything would make sense. I think I saw Lucy in theater and Godzilla. I think I saw all, most of them except for Theory of Everything in theater. So here's here's the thing. Yeah. I love this Godzilla. Me too. I didn't see it until like last year. Really? Oh yeah. I think I saw it in theater. Yeah, it wasn't until like last year when I actually saw it. And then of course Twenty Two Jump City, I mean This is great. So you wanna do this again? We'll say one these are all yeah. the movies you wanna start at nineteen ninety and we'll go up. So yeah. this is the director's name is James Marsh and these are all the movies he's done. I'll let you go first. Uh Agatha Christie? Christie? Yeah. The animator of Prague. The Burger and the King. Uh, John Cale. <laughs> Sorry. it's When I saw The Burger and the King, I wanted to say Burger King. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wisconsin Death Trip. Arena. Uh, the collected shorts of Jane Savick. Maker. Uh, yeah. The King. The Team. Man on a Wire. Uh, Red Riding. Project Nim, uh, Shadow Dancer, The Theory of Everything, uh, The Art of War. Oh, that's the episode of. Oh, the, that's the, the ep- of, okay. Night the of. Night of. Yeah, the Night of. Which is a really messed up series. Uh, Mercy, and King of Thieves. Yeah, that's all. So that guy's been, he's done a lot of movies and TV. So where this doesn't have a date, I think this is in production or in production I, I like right look, now. You have to look at it or yeah, it's coming or it came out. Yeah. I mean, he's done some interesting stuff. A lot, it looks like it's a lot of English stuff, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of English. Uh, when was the first time you saw it? I saw it... Uh, Jesus. It must have been short after it came out on DVD, like DVD or something. I, I think I saw That's it when I saw time. it. I never saw it in theaters or anything like that, but yep. it, it was definitely like shortly after it was released. Yep, same here. So here are some awesome scenes. Uh, number 14, at the party, Stephen approaches a woman, and they have a clever banter. Already he says uh, science, and she says arts. And without explaining too much, we know their backgrounds, and it's kind of who they are as people. The banter is very pointed and honest, and it does showcase their chemistry. The party dwindles down, and they are sitting on the stairs, and they continue to kind of talk amongst themselves. Her friends tell her it's time to go, and Jane gives uh, her number to Stephen. Scene number 13, we see Steven in a boat having fun leading the road team. He seems to be having a good time with, in a college, uh, drinking with his friends. And in the back of his mind, he still has Jane's number. He glances at it throughout the day on numerous occasions. Jane walks into the same bar as him and the, with a group of friends. And he just goes up to her and asks her out on a date. What's, what's funny is the difference between that time and the time we are now. You can't right? do that. You can't do that now. No. Getting a girl's number back in those times a on thing. a was, napkin or a piece of paper was a, was a thing. Yeah. 
now it's like plugged into your phone and you kind of like forget about That's it right. and, yeah. and whatever. But like seeing him obsess over just a number was meant. It was a was, good number. Was kind of cool. Yeah. Scene number 12, Stephen's class was presented with 10 impossible questions. And while it's clear that the other classmates tried and failed, he seemed to wake up and write them down when he could. He, see, he even seems to manage to hand them in late or on the back of a train guide. So he cares, but just not enough. Yeah, because in that scene, he uh, spilt something all over the homework. Yeah. And then he just – he had that train thing, and he memorized every equation and all the answers and wrote it on this train thing, which was amazing. Train flyer, yeah. Uh, he goes to his professor's office, and is sit, he sits down with his professor. His teacher brings him to, uh, to the lab, and this is the very room where the atom was split. The teacher tells him that he, he never knew never knows where the next great person will come from. What what was funny also is like the teacher has students surrounding him because he was running late to class and he's looking at all the equations. He's like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, this is terrible. This is ter really you couldn't even do this one. And then he he goes, oh, I only could do nine. And it's written out. And he's just like, well, this is this is fantastic. This yeah. is marvelous. Yeah. And I need to see you after after class. Yeah. <laughs> uh Scene eleven, uh, scene eleven, in a nice reversal of the scene. Instead of the girl bringing the guy over to meet the parents, Stephen brings Jane over to meet his family. I thought this was kind of interesting. Nice. It was yeah. a reversal in a certain way. At first, they do seem to have a bit of the family does seem a bit mean and criticizing of Jane's choices on various subjects. Jane asks loaded question: Why doesn't Stephen believe in God? And he makes a good point. She bounces back with some good rebuttals, and so they have a nice back and forth a little bit. Stephen asks Jane to go to uh, a ball with him, and it's kind of like their first date. They're both dressed really nice, and it seems like it's a big ordeal. Jane asks Stephen to dance, but he can't dance. He showcases how smart he is in just a conversation about Tide and the stars. The scene ends with fireworks, but it also lands on uh, two levels. Fireworks going off literally, and the fireworks between their chemistry as well. I also love how an atheist and a religious person can actually get, it doesn't matter. get along and be yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you hear you hear that's like, that's voodoo. That's never going to happen. But as long as you're as accepting as other yeah. people, and they're not very forceful about it, why does it matter? Exactly. But it was it's just nice to see it that that's nice how they were. Yeah. Like she was very she was religious. She played off him a little bit. The chemistry was good. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Scene number 10, we see uh, Stephen uh, waking walking up some steps. He's having a difficult time, but it would appear that his legs would go out slightly. There's also something clearly wrong with his walking. He goes to math lectures with his teachers and fellow classmates. In his lecture, uh, the person giving the lecture talks about black holes and the warping of space-time, and we can see something turning, something clicking inside Stephen's mind. The, the wheels are definitely going somewhere. Scene number nine, Stephen and Jane talk about physics, and he's having a clear breakthrough. She makes it a little bit more digestible because she makes it a little cute. His teacher just tells him to develop the math behind his theories, and the teacher thinks he's onto something big what i also love is you can tell how much his his wife was listening well i think girlfriend at the time but yeah because she would 
rattle off things that he talked about. She had everything memorized. Yep. So, like, if he talked about a certain theory, she could remember what the answer is to that theory, which was – it was kind of nice. That So she was really into what he was doing. His work. Right. Too. Scene number eight, in a single moment, Stephen is walking and suddenly trips and falls and slams his head onto the ground. He is taken to a doctor <clears throat> immediately. He has his spine fluid removed and a doctor does a bunch of tests and they can clearly see something is wrong. He can barely grip his own hand. <clears throat> the doctor tells him that he has a disease that will affect his entire body. The doctor tells him he is, he's having a general muscle decay. The doctor also says he will no longer be able to move and he only has two years left to live. His brain isn't affected, but everything else on his body will be. And See, thank God his brain was fine. Yeah. Can I mean, you just imagine? Yeah, I know. I it just, would, it'd be something different. It'd he be he totally would be different. someone different. Oh, yeah. Uh, scene number seven, Jane meets Stevens, Stephen, and they talk after he has found out his diagnosis and the truth about what's going on. He tries to protect her from this kind of life. Jane brings up a game, and he mentions on the first date. Jane tells him to come with him, or she'll never talk to him again, basically. He's clearly having a hard time walking and walking around, so she's on the verge of tears. She is in love with him, and he is having a breakdown. Jane tells him she loves him, and he warns that it will be very difficult. Uh, she cleans his glasses. Yeah, because she pretty much doesn't give a shit. No, no. You can tell that the love there was so much stronger than what... He was trying to push her away a little bit. Right. Yeah. Scene number six, Stephen and Jane get married, and it showcases how much they both care for one another, even as the disease is still affecting him at a rapid rate. It shows that them having their first child in their small home and what kind of effects this is having on the family and on Stephen. His disease is also taking a big toll on him every, more and more every day. He can barely walk at this point. He finally has his interview. The breakdown. Uh, this breaks down, and his work isn't really affected by his physicality, but he keeps pushing forward. He chooses a subject for his doctorate, and then he gets his doctorate. He wants to prove his theories now, so he tries to go upstairs, but he can't. And it's clearly a struggle for him just to do a basic sta uh, basic task of walking. What really makes it seem even worse would be the fact that his son is witnessing him trying to get up the stairs. It's kind of heartbreaking. It's, like, it's really heartbreaking. But, again, like we mentioned in the... Um, in the Stephen Hawking thing, he he really just didn't know what he wanted to be like do a doctor in. No. Every time his teacher asked, "Hey, wh so what's your what subject? subject? Yeah. What's your subject?" Oh. Yeah. Oh. But now he finally. And then it. it's like, time. Yeah. Well, what about time? Time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's it. What yeah. we're gonna do? Yeah. Time. Scene number five, Stephen and Jane welcome their second child as his disease is now getting the best of him. He is now in a wheelchair. Taking, of his, taking care of his kids and Stephen is a full-time job for Jane. His disease is now consuming him. He is still, his mind is still sharp, but his, his body is no longer what it once was. He gives a lecture and talks in front of a crowd and discusses radiation with, with black holes. This scene focuses that he has a brilliant mind 
Many of the scientists tell him that he is wrong, like we've talked about in the previous episode. Others within his field call him a genius. So it was really a matter of perspective on how these scientists looked at him. Some thought he was a crackpot, and some thought he was a genius. It was really how they thought of his work. And it, it almost like they looked down on him, too. Certain way, yeah. You, you know, you got some of these guys that every time he was speaking, you can see the eye roll and just like, what is this guy doing type of thing. And they would just walk out. He just where, sounded crazy. Where these other ones are just feeding off of everything that came out of his mouth. It was like he was changing physics almost. Yeah. Scene number four, Stephen has his first book published published in Hawking Radiation, and Jane and the family bring him an electric wheelchair, and even with his disease, it does not showcase how happy he is with his family. Even at his lowest, it would seem that Stephen has not lost his sense of humor and tries to connect with his family whenever he can. It also shows that Jane is having a very difficult time with Stephen. Jane brings Stephen to his, his family home, and Stephen begins choking. His disease is affecting his speech, and he says no more doctors. I really do like the scene where he gets the electric chair, and yeah. he's, like, playing with the kids. Yeah. So he's, like, crashing into stuff. He's trying she, to make it fun. So she's, like, in the kitchen doing work or whatever, trying to concentrate, and there he is just one kid's riding the back of it and he's just plowing through stuff yeah so you could see her frustration but you could also like tell well he's trying to be he's trying to be a dad that's right he's trying to have that connection connection with him scene number three jane and her mother have some tea and jane's mother tells her to uh, join the uh, church choir and kind of tells her in a sense that she needs time for herself too she needs to time to relax and focus on the little things that make her happy. She meets a man at the church, and there's some chemistry between them. Jane meets Jonathan, and he begins to come over and to teach the children music. Stephen can clearly see that there is some sort of connection between Jonathan and Jane at first. Uh, Jane has to explain Stephen's theories of everything to Jonathan. It, uh, yeah, it's it's. That's where it gets to, like, she memorizes everything. About that, his work. And the mom knows that taking care of Steven is a 24-7 job. That's right. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. She never gets a break. No. And it's, all, it's mostly also because Steven doesn't really trust other people. Other people. Yeah. And you can see that with this Jonathan guy. At he, first. He, at first, he doesn't really trust him. He's kind um, of a he's kind of a dick in the beginning, right? Because they're they're having dinner, yeah. And Jonathan decides, hey, since she got up, I'll help you with your food, and like scoops up some stuff and tries feeding him. And even though he can't do much, he gives him that like Look. glare, yeah. And then he's like, okay, puts the stuff back down and starts talking to him again. But it, that's what it is. He just doesn't have trust yet, and then he ends up building trust with this it. Just guy. takes time. It just takes a bit. Uh, scene number two, after Jonathan becomes a part of the family, Stephen is just accepting of everything and going on like he's one of the family. Uh, the kids are getting older, and Stephen is a devoted family man, even during with his condition. He knows Jane and John are in love, but he does not say anything. It is just nice to uh, have the montage of the family together. And J uh, Jane tells Jonathan that they are having a third child. 
the Hawking family has now grown large. Stephen's uh, father tells him that he needs to have a nurse. He even tells his fa uh, father that his he's famous for black holes and not for concerts, and that they need to kind of afford <laughs> a nurse. Stephen's mother comes out and asks Jane who the real father is of the third child. Yeah, what a slap in the face that was. That's kind of... I mean, it's I mean, not. It's I, not I, I can get where she's coming from. I but it's get not, it, but but it's not really alluded to. I get they right. have a relationship, but all the stuff that we are seeing, they're more friends that also, can't be together. It's like not the time and place to be doing that. No. It's like a family event type of thing, and That's you're right. like, we need to know. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's your kid. It's our kid. Why is right. It? Yeah. I can't believe you think I'm that type of person. That's kind of bullshitty. I mean, I, I am gonna say this though. At when she is having that little conversation, I thought it was going to be, hey, I'm pregnant, and it's yours. But it was, I'm pregnant, we're having a third child. That's right. Yeah. It could have gone either it way. It could have gone either way. Stephen isn't stupid at this point and clearly knows that Jane and John are in love. He isn't blind. Uh, scene number one. Stephen has a fit and now is in a coma after coughing up blood. He's now on life support, and the doctors once tell him he may uh, tell Jane basically he may not live, or he may not survive. If he does, he'll never be able to speak again. Jane tells the doctors that Stephen will live another day, but he may not. He will never speak. Jane and John have to part ways because Jane is still taking care of an ailing Stephen, no matter what it takes. When they cut into his throat, it's kind of sad because in, in a way. He doesn't know that when he wakes up, he'll never be able to talk. To right. Him. Out of all those scenes, which ones kind of stood out the most for you? I I honestly enjoyed the little family montages. Like you, the whole time you're seeing this family growing, but they're not. They're really hanging out at the house and stuff. And then once Jonathan comes in, you can see that they're able to go more places and have more fun and. It's just, you see a lot of happiness, which I, I enjoyed. I, I like the physics part of, like, the physics scenes or what the scenes where he's with his teachers and other, you know, st students or whatever. Uh, the physics scenes are nice because it kind of focuses on the science. And, like, yep. he's smart, but he doesn't try very often because he knows he doesn't have it's, to. It, right. He has that the cockiness about That cockiness, the arrogance yeah. of, I'm smarter than you, so I don't even have to try. That's right. Like. I could do this in my sleep, so yeah. just whatever. I'm just here. Yeah. So here are some questions we had while watching it. Uh, what's wrong with scientists? In now, the first date, so first this, kind of date scenario. Really. So here's here's the other thing. I'm gonna piggyback on that. Yeah. Back in those days, scientists and nerds and stuff were what? picked on. They were. I was picked on as a nerd growing up. Same with me. Now it's like a thing. A thing. Like, being a nerd is cool. You could talk about when, Star Wars in the 90s, and you got fucking beat up. Yeah, what out. a nerd. You got beat up for that. Now it's like, what, you haven't seen Star Wars? Yeah, that's right. What a nerd. That's you right. haven't seen Star Wars? That's right. <laughs> First of all, they don't have drinks in their hands, and they cut back to they do have drinks in their hands. Uh, that's yeah. a little weird. Um, where did they get the drinks from? There was no bar there. It was almost like it just appeared. Yeah. Uh uh, why would her friend pull her out of a party when she's having a good time with a, with a guy? I, like, if you're I, at a party so with my, someone, you know. The only thing I got from it was, oh, no, she's she's falling for one of these science. Well, I need to get her out of here. Yeah, but it it's looks one like of she was geeks. having a good time. Yeah, though. she was having a great time. time. So why pull her out? Uh, 
why didn't you just call her? Why didn't he call her sooner instead of making a spectacle of himself in front of her friends? Well, he should have called her. So that the during that scene, he takes the f- number out, and he asked for money for the payphone. So I think he was gonna call but her. He should have called her sooner. He should have called her sooner. That's my question. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it was like, "Hey, you know what? She's here, and I don't care if she's with anyone." Yeah. Uh, so these impossible questions were implied, but why don't we ever see them? Yeah. I w- kind of want to see what they were just I for giggle. You know, I, I, see. I don't even know what it means, but I'd still do it. Uh, why would you bring over a girl you just kind of met on like a first or second date to your family? Isn't that kind of scary? Like, hey, by the way, we've only met a couple of times, and here's my family. I mean, now, I mean nowadays you hear like – People go like two years. Yeah. Like they're dating for two years and they've never met each other's family. Yeah. But yeah, that was like. That's a little creep, scary. Hey, uh, we've been dating for two days. Yeah. Here's Here's my my mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, If there's a lecture about math from a uh, previous statement, why is it focused on black holes? Wouldn't the lecture be focused on physics and or science? See, that was my question. That was it. So the teacher says that we're going to a math seminar, and then they start talking about black holes in, in physics. So uh, I don't know if maybe his math equations had to deal with black holes, but it, th- it like should have been black holes. That then. it should have been just labeled math seminar. It should have been labeled as an entire thing. That's right. Uh, why doesn't anyone call for a doctor? sooner when he falls it kind of, they okay. kind of just wait for him i have a minute and then like oh maybe we should call a doctor now he falls hard he falls so hard yeah. the camera pulls back so you're now in a building looking down an aerial view and that's the question i had everyone was moving so slow to him so slow why didn't they call someone? and then they're like put their hand on his back and stuff no one's running away to like get help no because this is the 60s yeah. Late 60s, yep. right? No one has cell phones. No. But no one's running away. And I was like, that poor guy. Is yeah. Just, he's just laying on the ground. Um, why does his friend have to tell Jane? Well, it's mostly because he didn't want... She was confused why he wouldn't talk to her anymore. But it makes sense, though, if you think about it. If you have a deadly disease, right. you don't want to get someone so, close to So, I you. mean... It, I think the friend knew that he would never tell her, so yeah. he wanted to be just honest. be honest and say, hey, look. I do like the friend, though. That was a good friend. The The friend, the chemistry between those two was good. Was good. Yeah. It was like, all- they legit look like best friends. Uh, why doesn't he use his wheelchair? There's certain parts where he should use a wheelchair, and he doesn't until later on. Yeah, I know. He's struggling like, too hard. When he's I, using, I get it, but it looks like it's just a little too much. When he's using two canes. That's a little much. Use the wheelchair. And I was like, use the wheelchair. I mean, it's taking you six days to get from one end of that school to the other. Use the wheelchair. Right. Um, and then you see how his legs were bent and stuff, and that would hurt the ankle. And Yeah. I was I was sitting there going, man, his upper body's pretty strong. Yeah. Because he's, like, at least keeping himself no, up. Uh, yeah. Why is uh, Steven's family kind of dicks towards Jane after the living situation when Jonathan kind of helps? Yeah. They're, they're kind of dicks. you got to admit they, that. They're dicks. My thing is they see, they see this guy, this good-looking guy with the family – 
And that's the only ups assumption, you know, like, okay, our, our son's crippled now. And you have this guy that can actually do stuff. Do stuff. What's going on? So you know who that guy is, right? No. Charlie Cox, the guy who played Daredevil in the TV show. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. That's Jonathan. He looks so much different. Yeah. He's he's excellent. He's, he, yeah, he's, he's excellent. excellent in this too. He's excellent. Well, yeah, but wow, that's insane. Yeah, I did not know. Yep. So <laughs> so those are all I, the uh, questions we had. If it's on cable, is it worth a watch in your opinion? I would say yes. It's worth worth a watch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's if, not, you're fli- if you're if you're flipping it's through and it's on there, yeah, I would I would go for it. As long as you've. Is there a certain part that if you're watching, are you all the okay, way in so, it or no? So this is what I'm going to say about it. If you have not seen it and you're flipping through and you're like caught in the middle, I would say not watch it. If you're flipping through cable and it's just starting, watch it. That's See, that's a good way of putting that's it. That's a good way to – because to me, I could flip through because I've seen it. And it wouldn't matter what part, part. I would yeah. still watch it. Yeah. But if a newcomer is flipping through, I just think they wouldn't really know. They what want. Was... They should start from the beginning. They should start from the beginning. Yeah. What was your favorite part? I would have to say Eddie's acting, the good. way he portrayed the disease and the physicality almost. I mean, you really thought he was getting the disease. Yeah. Every. You could see where it, when it started, like there's certain scenes where you're like, okay, he dropped something, or his hand didn't seem to work, his leg didn't seem to work, and you saw the progression. He was he nailed it. Yeah, he really good. did. I loved his portrayal of Stephen Hawkins. I thought the uh, the detailed aspects of physics and how it was understood. Not just in like a general sense, but like it was kind of spoon fed to the audience mm-hmm. in a slow, digestible way. Like you got a little bit here and you got a little bit there. It wasn't all at once. And it wasn't right. dry either. It, it kind of melted with the story and with his life a little bit, which I thought was really neat. And the other thing, you didn't get lost with the science. No, it was just enough. It was to, just, just enough, enough to kind of explain things. explain what he was dealing with. That's but right. it wasn't like over the top. You're sitting there going, oh, my God, they're talking about black holes again. Yeah. You know. What was something you didn't like? Um, wow. You know, every time you ask me this question. <laughs> it makes you think. It makes, it makes me think because the, some of the movies we do are there's just. A, there's a lot that we don't like. And there's there's some, a lot that we don't like, and then there's some that we just. If you could, yeah, what was something you didn't like? The opening was a little slow. You could have gotten to him being a scientist more or showing more of his accolades or more of his awards and things like that and showing his later in life stuff. Later in life would be nice. They, they, they stop at a certain point once he gets almost knighted, but I'm saying maybe later in life show his, you know, his fame in a sense. I can't being think of pop- anything right off. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, honestly, it was... It was good. It was a very nice portrayal of... Yeah. Him, I would like for them to do. I wish there's oh, okay. Here's one more, maybe a little bit more of Jane and Stephen in the beginning. Yes, okay, that's what I was gonna say. I want to see more of their life together, relationship in the beginning, right? Them getting to know each other a little exactly. bit exactly. That would have been because it seems like it went from dating to now they have a kid, 
You know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff in between. Gap. There's a gap there. And <clears throat> you know he's getting worse in between. Yeah. So show it a little. Show bit. it a little more, because you could. This movie was what two hours and fourteen uh, minutes or something? something like that. Yeah. You could have added another fifteen minutes, and it would have been okay. Yeah. Would you pay forty to watch it once? Oh. That's right. Forty to watch. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. But it's still a good watch. It's a though. good watch. Yeah. But I would not spend. What would be your ideal way of watching it? Um. At home. at home, I mean, yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good couch watch. It's, it's not like a good 4K, you know. No, it's, it's a, it's a very good couch watch. You can watch it with the family too. It, it, there's nothing really bad in this one either. No, 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 this, yeah, my kids, I would sit them down and watch, watch it because yeah. I'd be like, hey, this is kind of educate. It's this, about bio. This is about a guy who who changed the world. Without this guy, some things that we know about the universe would would not be yeah. so. So here's our next topic: uh, great oh shit moments. Stephen seeing and Jane meet for the first time. Yeah. Yep. Stephen working on physics. Jane says he likes to time travel like he does. Mm-hmm. And Stephen asks Jane to dance, knowing he doesn't know how to dance. And Stephen is in love with physics, and there's a montage of him figuring out physics. See, stuff. again, it also shows that Stephen doesn't give a shit. No. He doesn't know how to dance, but he still does. But, right. Yes. See, there's the kicker. But it's one of those where he does it, even if he didn't know how to dance, like 100% know how, he would still ask her. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. I don't care. He had, he had this cocky confidence about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stephen chooses time as his subject, and the teachers tell him it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. See, I love that part because it's like, again, what about time? Time. time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Jane explains Stephen's theories, and it's clear she knows what she's talking about. That's yeah, the, that and, was another oh shit moment. And again, he's he's not at the point where he can't crack a smile, right? So she's explaining all of his stuff by using food, like potatoes and peas and stuff. Yeah, and he has this little smirk, like she knows, like yeah, yeah. that's my wife. Uh, Jane and Jonathan have a romantic time, and it shows their love. It's an oh shit moment. You want to was... know something that I found very interesting? What? Okay. In this movie, right? Between the actors, Stephen, the, uh, Eddie, and uh, Felicity, right? Yeah. Their chemistry is beautiful. That's right. But also Felicity and the guy who plays... Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Their chemistry is wonderful. It's different, so though. It's, it's di- different kind right, of chemistry. It's different, but... Yeah. It all works. There's not a feeling of like a triangle love sort of situation. Yeah. It's like, hey, I love I love you, but in another way, I also love him. And Stephen was also kind of understand. And mm-hmm. most people can't be understanding of that either. But it was like I I have to be with you, but I also have feelings for this guy over here. But too. nothing seemed awkward. No, it seemed no, real right. natural. Yeah, and, and stuff because sometimes when they portray love triangles or whatever. Like, there's chemistry between two actors, mm-hmm. but then when it comes to the other one, it's real off. Yeah. This one was, like, real smooth and... Realistic in a Realistic, way. and it just... Honest. Right, yeah. yeah. It was really nice. So, in your opinion, who had the best performance? Eddie. Yeah, Eddie Redmond. Eddie yeah. killed it. He, he was really very, did. He, the physicality, like we talked about, his speech, when he did speak as... Hawking and was good, at and, the, his and at the beginning when we discussed how he 
like visited people with a- ALS and stuff like that, and and try stuff. to get their physicalities it's, right, and try to mimic them in an honorable way, and try to be kind was, as well. Him doing that made the performance so good, realistic too. Who were the second best performance? I'd say Felicity. Yeah, I'd say so too, because yeah. she did have. It, if you think about it, Jane did have a very difficult time with yes. Stephen's condition, and it did show over time. But she her, was warned the it way was she, bad. The way she betrayed the emotion, like when it was her seeing him struggling with walking and all of that stuff, she starts to tear up. And I mean, she did it such a great job. job. Yeah, I agree you, with you. It was very believable. Yeah, everything was believable. So here we are at the ending. This movie has been building up to the end with Stephen going through a lot of things, some good, some bad. Jane introduces a spelling board uh, to Stephen, but it's a very difficult task. He's having a hard time communicating to Jane, and he goes from a man who would have wild conversations with her to someone who must. Blink to speak, and it is clearly having a major effect not on him also, but on Jane too. It is also this. Uh, it is at this time that Elaine comes into the picture and becomes a living nurse for Stephen. Jane and Elaine have a moment where they talk about Stephen. Stephen gets a new kind of upgrade to his machine, and he is now able to communicate. He is finally able to talk, and he has an American accent. He has been able to talk for a while, and he can clearly communicate. He has not lost his sense of humor at all. He is able to ask the big questions, and he is now able to have a voice. It is nice to see on this level him, and now him be able to communicate once again, not to Jane, but to everyone. Uh, Elaine and Stephen clearly have some sort of relationship and it is no longer a strain on Jane. Stephen and Jane have a final moment where Jane is right uh, but the moment is short lived when Stephen tells Jane he is going to America. Jane tells him that she did the best she could given the situation and has a breakdown in front of Stephen and she tells him that he loves her. Uh, Jane is finally able to go back to Jonathan but it would appear that things are too late. Stephen is able to publish another book, The Brief History of Time. His professor invites him to the, into the state, and this they point out that they are now peers and that within the same field, and that's kind of a neat little homage to the beginning of the film. Watching the entire film in reverse, and this amazing little montage shot kind of shows their life and how things would unfold again and differently. It was kind of neat, too. Oh, yeah. It's... Uh I chuckled at the part when they're looking at that new chair and she goes, it's American. That was funny. And I was like, how hurtful. That's real. Like, really? And, and then, and then she's like, is there another voice? And he's like, no, no that's, that's it. what it could. Is there something wrong with that? So any remakes or reboots? If, what do you think they could do? So what I think they could do is, all right. So this was Jane's, Telling of the story, right? That's right. Let's see Stephen's telling of the story. That's a good idea. You know what I mean? You would. I think there would be more scienty stuff in in it, but I'd like. I think they would also focus on like a lot more of the struggle. 
You know what I mean? What about all of Stephen's scientist friends and their right. interaction? And their interaction and their and life with his disease and how they've been affected by him. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, more of the best friend. Yeah, that would have been cool, too. You know, that would have been sweet. So yeah. that's the only thing I would say. I would say not remake or reboot this, but no. add, add like, a, I guess you would say a sequel or something to this. Yeah, that's what where, I kind of got. Where it would be... It doesn't really need a sequel. It, it doesn't need a sequel, sequel, but you know what I mean? It's something to... Expand that story with it. Yeah, I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, but it would miniseries, TV show, TV show, something. Yeah, yeah. Just like his view. That's right. Of things would be neat. It would be neat. Uh, Watch bypass. Uh, Watch. I would buy it. Yeah, I bought it. (laughs) I've had it for years. I would buy it. Um, I actually, it's on Netflix. Oh, nice. Which is fantastic because I, I did the smart thing. Yeah, this time around. I've, this time I, told around you, I told you to do this. Because every time we do these, I tend to just buy. It gives me an excuse to buy these movies. But yeah. this time, you I searched it first. With all the apps you got? It's actually cool. You can Google the name. And it'll give you the streaming service. And it'll service. give you the streaming services. So that's what I did. Perfect. Went to Netflix, found it. Boom. Done. There it is. Perfect. Will I buy this though? Yeah, 100%. I, I think I bought it when it came out. But yeah, I'll end up buying this because it was fantastic. And like I said, my wife watched it for the first time. And she said she, she was crying right. before we started recording. She loved it. Yeah. She really did. So I think I definitely buy this. I think that's all I got for Steve. Yeah. Uh, this theory of everything. Oh, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Captivated Minds, on Instagram at Minds Captivated. Email us, CaptivatedMinds2 at gmail.com. We also have a P.O. box, and everything is uh, listed in the show notes. So if you also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please follow us. Leave us a five-star rating or any rating. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if we're doing great or if we're doing not so great. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you.